Hey, sister friend, are you doing your best to keep your nose above water but just can't seem to find enough hours in the day? Do you want to set boundaries around your time but find yourself feeling guilty or perseverating on what people will think of you when you do? Listen, if you want to feel at peace instead of in a panic, hopeful instead of defeated, and confident that you are living and leading according to God's plan for you, I invite you to jump on a free discovery call with me. You'll walk away with knowledge about what Christian life coaching is, hope for what it can do for you, and actionable steps to begin creating more time for the things that matter most. Grab your free session at gracefilledleader.com forward slash work with me. And hey, would you like a free coffee on me? That's right, I said free. Find the link to my 2024 listener survey below in the show notes. If you complete the survey, I will send you a gift certificate for a free coffee on me. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Communication is truly the foundation from which effective leadership is built. It's the vehicle through which we articulate our vision, convey our expectations, inspire action, and help our people feel heard, seen, and valued. Effective communication enables us to establish rapport and cultivate trust. Poor communication can do the exact opposite and it will cripple your ability to be an effective leader for your team. Today, on this Quick Tip Tuesday episode, I'm going to go over 10 common communication mistakes that you want to avoid. Welcome to the Grace-Filled Leader Podcast. Do you want better work-life balance? Do you get stuck in patterns of perfectionism and people-pleasing? Have you always been an overachiever but never really felt good enough? no matter how much outward success you achieve? Do you want more time for the things that matter most? Well, you are in the right place. Here on the Gracefield Leader Podcast, we focus on spirit-driven success and share the secrets to having better work-life balance as a busy woman in leadership. Here you will learn how to set boundaries like a boss, find peace of mind, and reclaim your time for the things that matter most. Hi, I'm Tanya, a wife, mom, leader, and certified Christian life coach. For most of my life, I tried to find worthiness through achievement. I spent decades people-pleasing and pouring myself into my work. I was looking for my value through the approval of others. This led me to feel burned out, empty, and exhausted. I had no time or energy for myself or my family. I realized that I was wasting time and energy looking for validation in all the wrong places. But my life changed when I finally surrendered and God showed me a different way. It is my mission to help you start living the abundant life God has for you. If you're ready to become fueled by grace and find freedom from people pleasing, if you're ready to multiply your time and impact as a Christian woman in leadership, this podcast is for you. Roll up your sleeves, sister friends. It's time to get after it. Communicating with your team when times are good and everyone is happy is pretty easy. Generally speaking, it's when the going gets tough or people have concerns or complaints that we're at risk to fall into some communication pitfalls. So I want to talk about some of these mistakes. And believe me, I've made 
probably most of them, if not all of them in my leadership career. But I'm going to talk about them so that you can learn from them and continue to hone your communication skills as a leader. I think as women, we face unique challenges and we have unique gifts when it comes to communicating effectively. Active listening is one of the most powerful communication tools. It is a foundational skill, especially when addressing employee concerns or complaints. By practicing active listening, leaders convey respect and appreciation for their employees' perspectives, which is essential in fostering trust. And we've talked about how important trust is in your leadership journey. It is so important that you do your best to avoid some of these common mistakes, which are not great examples of active listening. So the first mistake is being defensive or accusatory in your response. You need to resist the temptation to respond defensively or resort to accusations or even an accusatorial, is that the word? Yes. Accusatorial tone when confronted with employees' concerns. Instead, approach the discussion with openness and empathy, seeking to understand the root of the issue. Seeking to understand is key here. Be curious. Ask more questions. I often find myself using the phrase, help me understand. Sometimes, before I go into what is likely to be a challenging conversation, I repeat that phrase to myself over and over, in my head of course, so that I set my intention to one of curiosity and empathy rather than defensiveness. The second mistake you want to avoid is using, quote, you language excessively. This really goes along with defensive or accusatory language, sometimes an authoritative type of tone. Excessive use of you language can come across accusatory or confrontational. As a leader, you should opt for I statements to express your thoughts and feelings, but with the appropriate intention. For example, if someone says that they're angry at a coworker about something they did or said, now I, as an objective observer listening, might sense that they are misperceiving something, but it would not be especially helpful if I said, oh, well, You shouldn't feel angry about that. I'm sure that person didn't mean to make you angry. You probably just misunderstood. Saying that will only result in the employee feeling dismissed and unheard. A better option might be to say, I can tell that this is very upsetting to you, and I understand why you might perceive it this way. Have you discussed your concerns with your coworker? Perhaps they're unaware of the impact that they have had. I know it takes a lot of courage and can be very difficult to be vulnerable in that way. But I've witnessed many situations in which it actually gives opportunity to build relationship. It's an opportunity for that person to gain awareness of how they're being perceived. So how can I help you in this situation? Do you see how you're offering up another perspective, but you also are 
showing them that you hear them and you're validating their feelings. And then you're inquiring or asking them how you can help them in this situation. Ideally, the way in which you can help them is if they're open to having this conversation with their coworker, that you maybe help them with some scripting or ideas about how to approach the conversation so that much like this conversation, the one that they have with their coworker leads to open dialogue and not defensiveness or accusation. The third mistake to avoid when communicating with your team members is making it all about you or one-upping them. Well, I said to try to keep things in the I rather than the you, be careful that you don't take that to the point of making the conversation all about you or pointing out that you've all that you've done for them or one-upping them somehow. So I'll give you a real life example that comes up a lot amongst my team members. Some of you might relate, but working weekends is a regular complaint that I hear. Now, to give you some backstory, our team members currently work one weekend about every 10 weeks or so, typically less than an eight hour day on a Saturday and occasionally an even shorter day on a Sunday. They work in teams of three on Saturday and then one person covers Sunday morning. Now years ago when I was a staff therapist, we worked alone every third or fourth weekend and we worked a full day on both Saturday and Sunday. At that time we were salaried so we didn't even get paid for the extra hours. Now our team members are hourly so they get paid for every hour that they work and get overtime on anything over 40 hours. From my perspective, this is a much better situation for our team members because they truly get paid for every hour that they work. And they're working less often than they used to. Now, when people come and they complain about working weekends, sometimes I really struggle to not go down the road of saying, well, back in my day, and then painting how much better a picture it is for them now and how much worse it could be. But what does that accomplish, especially if I say it that way? Most often, it will not be received with a sudden sense of gratitude for how life is now, which is what I hope for. Instead, they'll feel that their concerns are being dismissed, not heard, and that I'm not seeking to understand their perspective. It may even compromise their willingness to be open and transparent about other things if they feel like that is what they, they will be met with. I truly do want my people to see ways in which things are not so bad, that there are things to be grateful for, but it is a tightrope walk, trying to figure out how to do that in a way that is actually effective. And you know what? I don't want that so that my life is easier and not having to deal with complaints. Although that's a great side benefit. I actually want that for them so that they can experience life and work more positively. I know from personal experience that I determine how I experience life and work in the way that I choose to think about and respond to my circumstances. Some people will get that naturally and some just won't. So. As leaders, we have to do our best to be active and empathetic listeners. Which brings me to mistake number four, interrupting or dismissing. 
interrupting or dismissing employee concerns prematurely undermines trust and engagement. As a leader, you should practice patience and allow employees to fully express themselves before you respond. This is really important when it comes to demonstrating respect for their viewpoints. Having respect for other viewpoints doesn't mean that you have to agree with them. It just means you're showing respect and professionalism in creating a safe space for them to be heard. Along those same lines is mistake number five, talking more than you listen. This is hard, folks. I get it. If all we're doing is waiting for a chance to speak and share our wisdom, which of course is great, (laughs) we'll not be perceived as empathetic and our people will certainly not feel heard. They may not even be seeking a solution for us, from us. They may just need you to listen. And wouldn't that actually be a relief? I've come to sometimes just ask the question as to whether they need me to listen or to also help in offering a solution. You'd be surprised how many times people just want to be heard. Which leads to the next mistake. Do you see there's a pattern here? So mistake number six is providing solutions too quickly. Rushing to provide solutions without fully understanding concerns can be counterproductive. You should take the time to listen attentively, gather as much relevant information as you can, and then collaborate with employees to include them in the problem solving. Not only does that offer you some help and take you off the hook for fixing everything, but it gives them some level of accountability and responsibility in actually being part of the solution. Moving on to mistake number seven. Neglecting to show empathy. Empathy plays a crucial role in effective communication. It really enables us to validate employees' feelings and experiences. By demonstrating empathy, we create a supportive environment where team members feel valued and understood. And empathy is not the same as sympathy. And empathy isn't the same as agreeing with the perspective. It truly is a way in which to help people feel heard. Mistake number eight. Using too much corporate speak. I see this a lot. And it's a tricky balance to figure out, but it's important that we are professional and discreet in our communication And we need to be responsible in supporting the organization that writes our paychecks. But it's not especially effective, especially as a frontline leader, to talk above people or in vague and complex terms that are obviously more corporate speak than authentic communication that takes into account what is actually meaningful to your team. I know a lot of people who say, a whole bunch without really saying anything. It's just a bunch of fluffy corporate speak that seems completely disingenuous and offers nothing in the way of meaningful content. My people will call that stuff out faster than white on rice. Let's give our people some credit and be respectful enough to communicate clearly and authentically. 
we want to communicate in a way that, number one, they absorb the information and hopefully that they take some ownership in whatever you intend them to and that it's meaningful to their daily work. Mistake number nine. This one is a really tough one for many of us. Taking things too personally. This is something that I've really struggled with in my career as a leader and really all my life. The reality is sometimes people do try to make things personal. Sometimes they make them outright personal. I shared a recent experience with that in episode number 100, five tips to remain calm when faced with criticism as a leader. But even though people may choose to make something personal or they may phrase things in a very hurtful way, it's ultimately my choice as to how I receive that. I know the truth of who I am as a person and a leader. God knows the truth of who I am as a person and a leader. And sometimes people just spew things that aren't true about who I am. And they likely do the same to you sometimes. However, there are usually some kernels of information that I can take away from the conversation that are valuable for my growth as a leader. It truly takes an act of God because I literally have to pray and surrender my flesh to Him in every situation where I feel that I'm being judged or criticized. But He has brought me a long way in being able to remain calm and receive the feedback and information I need to receive to continue to help my people feel heard and to continue to serve them and advocate for them. He also often provides an opportunity for me to offer another perspective maybe or demonstrate the truth of who I am in a way that doesn't compromise open lines of communication. Now, the final mistake you want to avoid and quite possibly one of the most important for you as a leader and for your team members is failing to follow up or follow through. This is a huge, huge thing to listen to, friends. Following up on employee concerns demonstrates commitment and accountability. As a leader, you should prioritize follow-up actions, ensuring that any promises or commitments made during the discussions are upheld, thereby reinforcing trust and credibility. Do not promise something that you can't deliver. Do not say that you will do something, fail to do it, and then not take ownership of your mistake. Now, we all forget things sometimes, and we will fail to follow up or follow through with something we said. This should be the exception to the rule, and when it happens, fess up. Do not make excuses. Just own up to it and do your best to rectify the situation. Do not lie and do not try to hide it. Just be honest and upfront. But even if you are really good about fessing up to your mistakes, if it becomes a pattern of not following up or following through, even your apologies will eventually fall on deaf ears. What might be an honest mistake once or twice becomes a pattern that appears to have no action toward correcting.
trust and respect will be significantly compromised and exponentially more difficult to earn back. If you find yourself easily distracted or forgetful of things you need to follow up on, you have to develop systems and cross-checks, and maybe you need an accountability buddy that's on maybe the same level of leadership as you to hold yourself accountable. And you can also ask your team members to help hold you accountable, but that should be somewhat limited. They are not responsible for making sure that you perform your basic and essential responsibilities as a leader. Do your best to avoid the mistakes from the get-go. Don't overcommit yourself or set yourself up for failure by having ineffective processes. Now, following up or following through doesn't mean that you're always going to get the result or the solution or the answer that your team member is hoping for, but what it means is you're actually following up on how you followed through on your commitment. In other words, if you said that you'd look into something or get an answer to something or do your best to whatever. You need to close the loop with that person and let them know where you are in the process and ultimately where that ended up. So let's say you've said that you'd look for an answer for something or a solution for something and you're relying on other stakeholders or sources of information and sometimes it can take a while to actually get an answer to a question. So rather than waiting until the very end, if it's going quite a while that you don't yet have an answer, it's really important that you even follow up with saying that you don't yet have an answer, but that you have not forgotten and that you are still going to follow through on and follow up with what you said you would. So even a follow-up in regards to just the process or uh, progress or lack of progress that you're at, is very important to your employees. It shows that you are committed to doing what you said. So let's just quickly go through those 10 mistakes one more time. Remember, these are communication mistakes that you wanna try to avoid. And this really applies to communication in every aspect of your life. I speak from a leader's standpoint, but this is true with your spouse, with your kids, with your parents, with your friends. So, mistake number one, being defensive or accusatory. Mistake number two, using you language excessively. Mistake number three, making it all about you or one-upping the person. Mistake number four, interrupting or dismissing. Mistake number five, talking more than you listen. Mistake number six, providing solutions too quickly. Mistake number seven, neglecting to show empathy. Mistake number eight, using too much corporate speak. Mistake number nine, taking things too personally. And finally, mistake number 10, failing to follow up or follow through. If you hear yourself in any of these scenarios, Number one, it's okay because it happens to all of us. We are human and we are not perfect. But if you find yourself in these scenarios and you really struggle to know how to correct it or make headway, and if you need a mentor to help you develop strategies for successful communication or systems to better manage your time and your responsibilities, 
so that you can be responsive and follow through, please reach out. You can book a free consult with me at gracefieldleader.com forward slash work with me, or you can email me at tanya, T-A-N-Y-A, at gracefilledleader.com. If you email me, please be sure to put consult or coaching, something, something similar. Let's say consult in the subject line. Ladies, I know, well, I shouldn't, I guess, assume you're all ladies. So ladies and gents, I know you know this, both in your professional lives and personal lives, but effective communication lies at the heart of empowered and successful leadership. By avoiding common communication mistakes and prioritizing active listening, empathy, and open dialogue, you can cultivate a more positive work culture where people feel valued, supported, and empowered. Embrace these strategies to foster trust, to foster collaboration, and to improve productivity within your team. And until next time, I sincerely wish for you days that are filled with gratitude, peace, and God's amazing grace. I pray this episode blessed you, spoke to you, or encouraged you in some way. If so, please share it with a friend and head on over to Apple Podcasts to leave me a review. That's the only way for me to know if you're enjoying the show. Nothing blesses me more than to hear from you. Also, come on over to our free Facebook community. This is a great place for us to support one another on our faith and leadership journeys. You can find the link to the group in the show notes or go to gracefieldleader.com forward slash community. If you have questions or content ideas for the show, please send me a message on SpeakPipe or via email. Go to gracefilledleader.com forward slash contact and leave a written or voice recorded message. I would love to know how I can best serve you on the podcast. Now to him who can do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. Ephesians 3 verse 20. Until next time, my friends, God bless.